Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. You can get them, but can you keep them? Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Stop Playing Podcast. It's your favorite homegirl, Coriel, here to encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. I am bringing you the information and the conversations to help you make the money and get the honey. You can have it all as long as you are willing to work. And today you get to meet one of my favorite working women. We got Christina Rice in the building. Hey, Hi, boo. thank you for having me. This I'm is honored. a long time coming. Yes. Girl, please. <laughs> this, this is my second podcast. You're supposed to be around for the first one, okay? So yes. I am excited that we were finally able to get you in the studio. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Are you ready? Yes. Are I you think. nervous? <laughs> Don't be nervous. Don't be, I got to tell the people, I have to warn all of my guests because I don't give like pre-written questions. Everybody comes there like, well, what are we talking about? They're all nervous. And I'm like, I'm not Wendy Williams. Don't worry. I'm not going to put you on the spot. I'm not going to embarrass you, but we are going to get in your business. Are you okay. ready for that? I think A so. little bit. A little bit. We're going to get a in it. Bit. A little bit. Um, but I do want to start with okay. the business because... Um, so many people who are familiar with you mm-hmm. and your work, they do know you from the business. So mm-hmm. I want to start by putting a little respect on your name because okay. you, you've you been in these entrepreneurial streets doing the damn thing for quite some time. So we got to talk about that. But the fact that you are a Tennessee State alumni, can we yes. start there? Wait, are you? Yes. How do I know, know this? <laughs> so, yes, what? we have a fellow Tennessee State Tiger in the yes. building. We are so few and far between in Atlanta, in my opinion, mm-hmm. that... Anytime I have the honor of having a tiger in the building, we got to start there. Of course. Because so much love for HBCUs. Mm-hmm. You know, I have my little, me and my husband got a little rivalry because he went to fam. Oh. But Atlanta is like fam you all grown up. Yeah. Right? It's like fam you city. And I don't ever, I don't hardly ever get to meet other tigers. So I'm excited to have you here to represent for the Tennessee State University. Big Blue is in the building. Have you been back to homecoming recently? No, it's been a long time. Long ass time. Since I graduated. Shut up. You haven't been since you graduated? Probably two or three years after I graduated, which is bad. Um, But my actually my business now, we always have um, something in October and it just so happens to be the weekend of homecoming since I moved here in 2018. Got you. Coming up on five years. So even like this October, I'm gone most of October, Ghana, Jamaica, and then Jamaica again. So October's tricky. October's tricky for some reason. Mm -hmm. I don't feel bad, bad. I went last year, (laughs) but before last year, I hadn't been in probably 10 years. Like it it had been a really long time. And then I went pregnant. Why did I do that? Girl, my husband surprised me for my birthday. It was like, oh, this is so nice, but it's cute. But but. (laughs) homecoming pregnant. Do not recommend. Very ghetto. One star. Um, Okay, so you mentioned you're traveling Mm -hmm. all around the world doing all of the things. So let's jump into Om Noir. Did I say it right? You said it right. Do people say it wrong? Yes. Okay, because I thought I said it wrong. So you thought I was surprised. That they say it right. Because black girls are just getting into this Om, right? 
True. We're true, just true. stepping into so so what is OM, first of all, and then tell us about the business. <laughs> So OM is a chant in uh, meditation. So uh, it's a way to, to center and ground yourself, um, but also your, your offerings to the universe, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and so when I thought about the name of, uh, of my company and what we represent, which was OM, which is peace and namaste and the light, I, the light in you I see um, in me, and, um, and then noir, which is black. So I was like, Om Noir. That makes sense. Yes, it mm -hmm. does. It does make sense. I, I love that you are a black woman in wellness um, because so many of us come to these practices through like trauma. Like we didn't been through some shit. We like, yo, I'm about to go take a yoga class. I'm gonna yeah. learn how to meditate. I got to figure something out. And mm -hmm. so a lot of us have our own pathways and our own journeys to kind of getting into the wellness um, or mindfulness space. How did yeah. you end up there? From trauma. Mm. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> I mean, I mean, especially to start a business right, in it. Right. So uh, it all started in 2015. Uh, so my my background, a uh, few things. One, I've been an entrepreneur my entire adult life. So from the moment I graduated from TSU, I opened up my first business. You never worked for anybody? Um, it was like when I was transitioning. Gotcha. Um, from one business in Nashville to... Um, a new life in New York and just kind of figuring out what my next steps were. And so I did work um, at different agencies um, for about four years. Okay. And then I went back into entrepreneurship. So um, I started, you know, my first business was a high-end luxury women's and men's boutique uh, right across the street from Vanderbilt. Okay. And, what was it called? Um, it was called Foxy Couture. Girl, I think I didn't been What year was this? Gosh, it was like, am I telling my age here? No, it was um, 2001 to 2006. I was at TSU from 2003 to 2007. I'm pretty sure I've been in there. You probably... Girl, shut up. ...have come into that store. Wow. Okay, yeah. sorry. Okay, Go ahead. so then um, I transitioned, or I just got burned out, right? And, and I was ready to leave Nashville. And so it was like, okay, well, what's next? So I sold my store. Um, actually to a, a Tennessee Titans wife. Okay. And like, so all the inventory, all of our systems, all of that stuff, and oh, wow. I packed up and left. Gotcha. And uh, then once I landed in New York, it was like, okay, what's next? And then one of my girlfriends who worked in music and I was kind of helping her out, uh, one day she was like, you'd be a great publicist. And I had no idea what a publicist did or anything, or even how to get into the business. And so... Um, you know, just doing what I always do, figure it out. Mm -hmm. uh, I started applying uh, at different um, agencies, but also like uh, clothing stores. And I got hired, and this is gonna be my long story how I, how I came to okay. OMUR. But um, I, um, I started uh, at a clothing store, um, a high-end like French clothing store, then I moved into entertainment and celebrity and event Doing production. Doing PR for the clothing store? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, and then I moved to an agency and I started working with different celebrities like um, Ice Cube and Snoop and Lil' Kim. And then um, I went back into fashion. And then in 2010, uh, there was a recession, right? So we're kind of back here now. And uh, I got let go from my last company. And at that point, I was like, I'm not going back into corporate i'm not working for anyone else was it because you didn't want anybody to be in control of you in that way or you were burnt out like what was the reasoning like i'm not even going to try to get another job i think for me um i've kind of always 
moved to my own beat, mm-hmm. right? And like, and I and once I get something in my mind, I just go for it. And so for me, it was like, let's just start our own agency. Mm-hmm. And also, I come from a family of entrepreneurs, from gotcha. my grandparents to my uncle, who uh, um, was a, a, a McDonald's operator, and at one point had 16 stores. Mm. And uh, so I feel like it's always been in my blood. Mm-hmm. And so once I started my agency, it was, of course, like, you know, entrepreneurship, you're working 24 mm-hmm. seven, you know. Um, you you know you eat what you kill and so um, in 2015 I got burnt out though again right <laughs> uh, and also going through a bad breakup and just Ooh, that'll do it yep that'll do it and I was just like what's next for years though probably about three years before that I knew PR was not my end game and I was like what's next for me and so when I hit that wall in 2015. Uh, it was okay. I gotta find something to get me out of this headspace. Okay. And I started taking yoga, and fell in love with the practice. And um, this was again 2015. By the summer, the studio I was going to announce they were hosting their next yoga teacher certification. And I, I didn't sign up immediately, but it kind of stayed with me. And it wasn't that I wanted to teach. I just wanted to get deeper in my practice. Like I was healing through this practice. And um, and then I signed up, because I was just like, go for it. You know, it's something that you know you need. Uh, you know, make that investment. It was a $3,000 investment. And I started taking yoga, or I started my certification the fall of 2016. I graduated in December, and then, I'm sorry, fall of 2015, graduated in December, and then 2016 is when the idea of Noir came to me. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So did it start out as yoga? Or like, what was the step one Om Noir? Like, what was, what did it start as? I started taking yoga. But for other people, monetization wise, like how did it become a a business? Oh, okay. So when I came up with the idea of Om Noir in um, like the spring of 2016, it was just an Instagram page to highlight other black women and women of color and wellness. And that idea came to me because as a student, then a yoga teacher trainee, then as a teacher, like I would teach on my lunch breaks. I would go to my office, you know, I work in the morning and then I go to the studio and teach for an hour and then I come back to my office or early in the morning teach and then go to the office Mm -hmm. and get into my PR world. Um, But throughout that entire journey, um, it was, I was always the only or one of few either in class or my students or um, as um, in my training, it was 53 of us. I was the only black woman. And so I was like... And this is in New York. This, this is in New York. In, like right. some place where there are no black women. Right, right. And so, um, but also, you know, because, you know, people knew me through PR and I would talk about my, my yoga journey on social media, more and more black women would show up to my classes. And even at the end of class, they would just come up and say, thank you. Thank you for seeing me. Thank mm. you for holding space for me. Thank you for acknowledging me in class. And that was the light bulb moment, that black women desire to be led through their wellness journey by another black woman. Yes, we mm-hmm. do. We want to be led through everything yes. by another black woman. Someone who right. sees us, yes. someone who gets it, someone who doesn't require explanation for this small, mm-hmm. new, you know, like we, we, we need to be seen, and a lot yes. of times, 
the the seeing comes from other women other black women exactly but i also think i think if we even expand our perspective it's something truly special when you find your people Mm -hmm. right and your people can be based on the stage you are in life like if you are the first of your friends to become a mother Mm -hmm. right when you find other mothers when you find your people and you feel seen when you're like these kids getting on my nerves and they're like girl i know yeah right those are people Mm -hmm. um you know if you go through a divorce and you you know are in a group of other people who've gone through that difficult transition a widow lgbtq plus like when you find your people mm-hmm. is something truly special yep. about that and i think one of the things when i even launched uh Om noir and we were very specific this is this platform is for black women and women of color of course we would get pushback from others mm-hmm. right and i'm like in somewhere you found your people whether it's good or bad like through your life experiences, you have to have people mm-hmm. that see you yep. and who can embrace you and who understand uh, your journey or the challenges or trauma or whatever that you're dealing with. And so for me, it was like um, creating the space for other black women mm-hmm. to find their people. To find their people. Mm-hmm. And you listen, not only can they find their people, they're finding resources, they're finding yes. wellness, they are finding themselves. Yes through yes. finding their people. Yeah. Um, side note on yoga, though. Yes. <laughs> I really hate yoga, Christina. I hate, and, and, and you're not the first. So I know, you know Nicole. I know Nicole mm-hmm. has went through something very similar with getting her yoga. You know, I've seen this yes. so many times, and, and every time I see one of y'all, <laughs> I'm like, what is wrong with me? I cannot stand yoga. What am I doing wrong? It's, okay, it's nothing wrong with you. It's, what it is, it's mindset. Okay. I think that, Yoga, you know, most people don't realize how difficult it is. It is difficult. I realize that part. (laughs) Both emotionally and physically, right? And I think what we do in most situations in life is that the moment we hit discomfort, we we turn back, right? And yoga is constantly putting you in discomfort, both emotionally and physically. And so when you can get to the other side of it, though, it starts to unlock something within you. Um, I know how to be still. I know how to breathe through difficult moments, seeing your body transform, like when you couldn't touch your toes and now you can, when you couldn't do that back bend, and eventually one day you go into a back bend and you just do it. Like that unlocks something so special in you. But I know a lot of people, and I've been there, you just hit a wall of mm-hmm. that discomfort, and it's like, I hate it. I'm never going to But imagine this again. if you just yeah. keep, keep pushing yourself over that edge, and yeah. that other side of it is such a beautiful experience because it teaches How you so much. How long does it take much. to get to that other side? It takes. <laughs> I mean, seriously, because I've tried, yo, I've tried it in person. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm just not good, like online. I gotta go in person. <laughs> but then I'm like, I can't keep up. Then I get, then I get frustrated because yes. I'm the only one in the class that can't struggling. keep up, that's struggling. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm never coming here again. Mm-hmm. And I think that's too why um, it's much better now, of course. But back in. 2014 15 for black women going into a yoga class felt very intimidating and isolating because you're in a room of size two white women who 
can bend over backwards, who can stand on their heads, and not realizing, too, that they also started somewhere, mm-hmm. right? They started in the same place, and now you're seeing their transition, but it, it can be very intimidating as the only black woman, as, you know, you're thicker, you know, um, and you are not as flexible, mm-hmm. but again, it's like getting past that discomfort because everybody starts somewhere. What are some of the biggest benefits to yoga that you've personally seen? Because when you, you literally said like it was changing your life, like what was that? Well, first of all, physically, I was in the best shape of my life. I wish I could show you photos of like just the, the muscle tone and um, uh, uh, just the shape of my body, right? Just from taking yoga. Mm. Um, so that's a benefit, of course. I mean, stretching, you know what I mean? Like that to me, just being able to um, uh, provide space in your body physically will help you in so many ways from sleep to just movement, from um, uh, recovering from in- injuries, all of that. But then just emotionally and physically, I think it teaches you so many life experiences in that 60 minute class. And that is breathing through difficulty. That's um, learning how to be still. Being still is an Olympic sport. Mm-hmm. Let's be clear. Mm-hmm. It is so difficult to quiet your mind, to sit still. And when you can accomplish that, any situation that you're faced with, the first thing you're gonna you're gonna go to is let me breathe through this really quickly before I react. And I think yoga definitely teaches you how to slow down, mm-hmm. assess, and then move in a way that feels the most comfortable for you, physically and emotionally and mentally. So it's it's um, funny that you mentioned the stretching part because mm-hmm. I actually saw a doctor once who said stretching is more important than exercising. And Absolutely. I felt like they ain't teaching us this in school. Mm-hmm. Nobody has had ever, I had never even heard of, of this mm-hmm. concept before. And I'm like, well, how much healthier could we be if we knew that it's the stretching? And I mean, obviously I didn't listen because I still didn't go and right. do a yoga right. class, but <laughs> it's important. Yeah. Maybe I'll try. And you know what else? And I'm going to go even a little deeper than okay. that is uh, I remember in my training, um, we had these uh, special guest uh, meditation teachers, a couple, uh, so a man and a woman. And I'll never forget that the the wife, she said, you know, as women, especially black women, we carry so much trauma in our hips, right? And so, um, and also in here. In womb. And in our womb. And so if we don't make it a practice, if we're not intentional about releasing that trauma, what it does is it, it turns toxic. Mm. And so that's where we see a lot of health problems from fibroids to fertility issues to um, uh, to gastric issues, all of that. And so I'm always reminded for myself because I don't practice as much as I used to. Uh, and the struggle we all have is finding the time, mm-hmm. right? From running a business to life and like you want to exercise you want to stretch you want to do yoga I do Pilates so it's like fitting all of those things in but I'm really conscious one thing I do almost every night is I do hip opener exercises Mm. and I can feel instant relief from my day 
Um, but also it's a way that I ease into my sleep is to open up my hips. Can I just and Google that? Can you show me after yeah. the show or something? Okay, do a little demo. I do it okay. in bed actually. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna make you do it on camera. Okay. But show me yeah, after yeah. the show. <laughs> show me right, after. Right, okay. Right. Go home and open these the, hips. The outfit for that. <laughs> Does it help you with your tone of voice? You see, you see what I'm trying to do here? Yes. I'm trying to pick up what you're putting down. Well, Does yoga, no, we yoga help me with this. this? We did, but will yoga help? Because yeah, I'm, I, I struggle, girl. I get excited and <laughs> it's over. I don't know if it's yoga. I think that's mindset. That's, I think okay. that's what, you know, we all are either in or we are striving to be in is that softer, soft girl season. Yes. That season of ease and peace and 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 just finding like our our breath and mm-hmm. our stillness and so me and I, I actually have to catch myself right because my voice can I, my voice can um carry loud and it's also a little deeper and so when I'm really intentional and conscious of it I soften and I slow down mm-hmm. right my words and I'm like really really just um intentional about um, just being present within my body. And so, see, even you softening your voice made me soften mine. I think it was already soft. I, I just tried to catch up. I tried to catch up. Girl, I feel so I feel so weird even. Tr- my husband would be like, girl, what are you doing? Right. Stop doing that. Did it feel weird when you first started? Yes, because it's like, like, I just, you know, I get excited we, and passionate. Yes, like, right. But, and so... Sometimes when I hear my voice, when I'm trying to be softer, I'm like, it's, it doesn't even sound like me, but um, it can be me if, I'm, if I continue to practice it. Yes. And I do want to. You're doing it. Oh, thank you. You are doing so, Okay, so Christina and I, um, Christina was a guest for the Soft Season Summit yes. that I hosted um, a little while ago. And one of the things that we talked about, which is where this came from, was what soft looked like for you. And yes. you mentioned, you know, you've been working on your tone and just slowing yes. down and being present. And another thing that you mentioned that I wanted to bring back around was your seven days of passion, right? Pleasure. Damn, I wrote pa- <laughs> Girl, I can't get it right. Seven <laughs> days of pleasure. Um, and I thought it was such a fascinating concept. Mm. And so I want you to share it with the people. So seven days of pleasure. What yes. is it all about? So um, even just like, Let's, let's backtrack a little bit. So I remember during the summit, I talked about like the divine feminine and masculine, right? And how I used to like roll my eyes, right? Um, and mainly because a lot of those feminine coaches, it was about how to get a man, mm-hmm. right? Um, which is performative, right? Because if it's not naturally you, if the softness is not naturally you, and you're only doing it for a result. An outcome. Mm-hmm. And an outcome then it, it won't it won't last mm-hmm. right and it's not organic right that 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 um old behavior of yours will start to see coming through, back right it's gonna yeah. come back and so but as i started to to research it and learn more about it tapping more into my feminine is was more about for me right um and not like i know how to be a lady but there is a difference in tapping into your feminine energy. Ooh, what's the difference? Right? <laughs> Wait. So, or let's say this. I, Most of us know how to look like ladies. Got you. Okay. Okay. But tapping into our feminine energy is much different, right? Again, it is, um, it's, it's, it's being softer. It's um, leaning into the things that allow us to feel softer, right? And so as I was like, okay, 
I, this is a project for me, right? I'm the project of how to how to really lean into my feminine energy. I was like, the first thing is what brings me pleasure, right? And not just sexual pleasure, but emotional pleasure mm -hmm. and physical pleasure and things like that. And so I came up with the seven days of pleasure challenge for myself. And so every day was being intentional about uh, doing something that brought me pleasure. Mm -hmm. And that was, I did daily bubble baths. I, um, I got dressed every day. I work from home, right? So I got That's really dressed. One. That's a big one. Yes. I mean, you talking about the lashes, Oh, dress, dress. Yes. oh, your face was dressed too. Yes, the hair, gotcha. the outfit. I'm talking about spraying fragrance and just sitting in my house. <laughs> That's part but, of it, though, the, right. the, the intentionality behind it. Right. Acting I as though you already my are. Shoulders. Mm -hmm. And so I was, um, I purchased tops that, like, you know, had the one shoulder out or both shoulders out and stuff like that. And so um, what were some of the other things? The I bubble mean, bath. It was a bubble bath. It was getting dressed every day. It was before I started work, it was putting on soft music, lighting candles throughout my house. Um, let me see. Oh, every night before bed, like spraying, you know, linen spray, things like that. And so I just made a list. And, um, and, I, and, I, and I loved it because I could tell the difference, like when I had team meetings, when I um, was on Zoom meetings, whether it was business or whatever, and everything just came a lot. It just felt easy, you the know. I wasn't. Of it all. I wasn't rushing from mm -hmm. meeting to meeting. I wasn't. Um, I wasn't getting overwhelmed with the work. It was just like breathe through it. It's fine. There's back, no back emergency. Back to that yoga, here. huh? Breathe yeah. through it. Yes. <sighs> yeah. How does your femininity play a role being the leader of a company? Oh, that's such a good question because I, in my, you know, me project, I also research um, feminine leadership and what that looks like. And, um, and what I noticed is one, um, I'm an alpha, I'm type A, I'm a Virgo. I've been Ooh. an entrepreneur for a long time. Baby. I, baby, it's a lot. That is a lot. That comes out when I am leading a team. And so I had to like examine how could I lead from my feminine energy, still firm, cause right, we're not like not being a pushover or anything like that, but to more inspire my team versus intimidating my team. And one thing I noticed mm -hmm. because last year was just like it was just a tough year because it was just so much that we were doing right so it was like here's a to-do to -do list and the deadlines and get it done kind of thing through through that kind of energy i was giving them they were giving it back to me in a different way in what way what did it look like coming back the team felt just very fragmented mm -hmm. and they were also like every, like all of us like balancing so many things in life and then come to work and that's not just off place to land either right and so they just it, it just felt like they weren't able to rise up to the occasion through that type of leadership mm -hmm. from that masculine side like black and white do this do that and that's it and so how i shifted was every meeting how is everyone doing mm. uh sometimes we would just be in each other's presence for a few minutes 
and breathing, right? Um, and it felt like when I started doing that, instead of them showing up like brace for impact, the shoulder softens, they open up more. How can I support you? What do you need that you can actually show up as your best self to this work? And then I, you know, I was honest with them. I was like, we're a wellness company. How are we all stressed out? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so I had to shift my, my leadership um, and come from a place of wellness for them. And it shifted so much for them and how they showed up. The self-awareness mm -hmm. in that to even recognize what you were putting out so that you could see like the result or how, how it was being received and then mm -hmm. what you were receiving yeah. um, in return. I think that we do not talk enough about the leadership required mm -hmm. in entrepreneurship, unless mm -hmm. you're a solopreneur. Right. Because baby, when I tell you my, me trying to become a leader that I was not ready to become almost mm -hmm. put me out of business. How did you learn leadership? Well, number one, trial and error. <laughs> um, but also, uh, like you said, self-awareness, mm -hmm. right? And that's being aware of how you feel in your body when you show up to work. What do you mean when you keep saying how you feel mm. in your body? <laughs> well, there is a difference <laughs> in you showing up after say a slow morning, right? You wake up, you take your time, you do some stretching, you listen to some music, and then it's like, okay, now I'm ready for work. Versus you jump out of bed, you get dressed, and then you show up and it's like hard hitting all day, okay. right? And so you can feel that from here to here to down here and in here. And if you are aware of those differences in your body, then you start to be more intentional about first starting in your body before you get to work versus getting to work and then being in your body. Mm. Is, that, right? is that back to yoga? Nope. No? Okay. <laughs> it could be back to anything. Okay. You know what I mean? It could be, you know, and, and here's the thing too. I think one of the reasons why so many black women are attracted to our platform is that we don't define wellness for you right? This is a safe space for you to define wellness on your own terms and what feels good for you. Wellness for uh, one woman could be starting her day with yoga and meditation and stretching, right? Another could be journaling. Another could be um, breath work or walking outside to be in nature. And so you have to, in, you know, in general, and all of us really is like, be very intentional. What feels good for me? What feels well for me? Do I start my mornings reading a book? Do I start my mornings journaling or whatever it is? And so it goes back to what you define gotcha. is, is what feels good. And also like what, what works for me may not work for you. Everybody to be well don't have to do yoga. They don't have to, uh, you know, practice meditation. And listen, people might like put me on a stake for this, but therapy also is not for everyone. You know, you have to, you have to, I, here's your assignment, try everything mm -hmm. and see how it lands. I, I have tried therapy. It didn't land for me as much as energy healing does. Like the work I do with my Reiki master, which is um, depending on what I need you from You know her, I went to see her, right? 
you She's said. bomb. Girl, yes. No, me and my husband. Yes. Together? Not together. Oh, okay. I, I was sent curious. him. I went and then I sent him. I'm like, you gotta go see this. So I was curious because I had a friend who reached out with her sister and uh-huh. her and her partner were having issues. And she was like, they they need individual therapy and they need um couples therapy. And I was like, I don't have a recommendation for a therapist, but I do have my Reiki master. And I was curious if she did energy healing together for couples I together. Don't know. You need to ask her. I will. I think that it would be so powerful if she did. Almost like a couples massage. Mm-hmm, like like mm-hmm. being worked on, like and then from like grounding together. both Yeah. 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 And hearing what is coming up for each other. You know, I've gone to her, I'll never forget. Oh my god, I was it was I was hitting burnout again. Uh, and I I went to her because because well I'll tell you the last time which was a couple weeks ago but the first time I went um, at a point where I was like I'm hitting a wall and she was like I see a little octopus on your brain and people are like pulling information out of your brain she said that's why you're hitting a wall because there's not enough left for you mm. and she was like that doesn't feel good and I I cannot get that image of a baby octopus on my brain and every time I start to feel people pulling from me I'm like no right um, but I also went to her so imagine like your partner or your husband hears that like here's like either there's some trauma like um, in your in in your right hip and it's um, because you don't have enough time for yourself because you're constantly pouring for pouring into everyone else imagine if your partner heard that little little hint, hint, hint. right 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 leave your so girl I, alone sometimes so i go back to say like you need to ask <laughs> her about that but um going back to like self-awareness in your body uh a couple weeks ago i went to her i mean i felt like my head was in a vice grip my shoulders were so tense i mean my entire body just felt like i was constant like this when i walked out of that session everything felt lighter and that's what I mean about the being in your body she was able to pull out that energy that was causing me to feel constricted Mm -hmm. you know Um, and but also there's other sessions I'll have with her that is more uh, life coaching soul coaching where it's a combination of talk therapy and energy healing that works for me Mm -hmm. sitting on a couch and expressing myself doesn't it just it doesn't it doesn't feel the same type of relief for me that Reiki does. Mm-hmm. Going back to my point, defining wellness on your own terms, what works for you. Therapy is so essential for a lot of people, but it may not be for all people. Reiki works for me, it may not work for you. You might think we crazy over here, but we right. we, we know what we know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yoga might work for me, it may not work for you. Find a thing that works for you that is that space you give to yourself to pour into yourself, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, when I'm not like in my yoga phase, I'm in my Pilates phase. Now, wait a minute, because <laughs> if I thought yoga was hard, <laughs> Pilates is like, this is hard and it hurts you. And it hurts. <laughs> so you just like challenging yourself. Basically. Yoga it hurts too. If you ever. Not as bad as Pilates though. Pilates, Mm-mm. you be holding them. Oh my God, the I'm thought of you, it. Both of them, I would say, teach you 
the places in your body that you really need to work on. Mm. You feel it in places that you didn't even know I didn't know existed. that was there. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know I had one of them. Wow. Yes. Yes. And then other times, like, I'm in my, like, my Peloton phase. Like, my treadmill, my Girl, that bike. too. Did your legs be hurt? I've never. Okay, y'all. Working out is not my thing. I think that y'all have. I think that y'all have gotten that. I've never done the um, what's it called cycling mm-hmm. because I just thought that this was gonna be like raw. Is it? Is no, it's not. That. I made that up. Mm-hmm. You made Damn. That one up. Okay. It I'm hurts like, when it, you first start. It definitely you definitely hurts, feel it or what? Hurts? All of it. Everything. Like, hurts. Inner thighs, your butt, all of that. Yes, it hurts. But get to the other side. Damn. Get to the other side of it. I'll be quitting the moment I feel that pain. <laughs> oh, oh, this ain't for me. Let me try something else. Okay, wow. All right, my breakthrough might be on the other side. So I'll yes. update you after yes. I try this beginner's yoga. <laughs> Is this what y'all do on these retreats? So tell them about the retreat. So Om Noir started as a content page yes. celebrating, highlighting women of color in the wellness space. Yes. All right, because we didn't went all the way around, but let's we come sure back. <laughs> but now Om Noir is so much more than that. So w- tell us about what you're doing now. Okay, so, okay, Om Noir. Um, we are a global wellness platform uh, dedicated to black women and women of color who are intentional about living well from the inside out. What does that look like? To us, it is 360 degrees of wellness. It is the foods we eat, um, our love relationships, our friendships, our emotional health, our mental health, um, our financial wellness, all of that. And so um, through several of our brand ascensions like we honor that that mission to help women again define wellness on their own terms but also to be intentional about 360 degrees of wellness like you you know and most of us know um you know relationship drama affects other things everything right Mm -hmm. um if we're not financially well that affects everything everything right uh and so Um, What most people know us for are the wellness retreats that we host around the world. Mm -hmm. And when I hosted my first retreat in 2017, which was my second largest to date, um, that was the light bulb moment for me again. I'm an entrepreneur. So I'm always going to see gonna have the light opportunity. Balls, baby, pointing to the biz, next business move. Yes, ma'am. I've always going to see the opportunity. But when I hosted my first retreat, it was, again, just something I was doing, right? I have, um, from my PR days, I have um, of an event production background. I used to pr- produce events at Super Bowl and Grammys and New York Fashion Week. So I know how to produce an event, and I know how to manage large groups of people. And so... Uh, my first retreat was really like something I always wanted to do. And um, someone else, you know, come to me and was like, have you ever thought about doing a wellness retreat? And I said, yes. But I was like, I don't know where to start. And I was like, girl, you know where to start because you've been doing this for the last 10 years. Was that your girl stop playing moment? Yes. Sounds like it it. was. And then um, we only I think I think it was maybe like a six month lead time of marketing between um, when we announced the retreat and the actual retreat dates, and we had 53 black women from from the U.S., from Canada, from Nigeria, um, from the U.K. at this retreat. And um, post-retreat, it was beautiful. Um, but post-retreat, everyone was like, okay, well, what's next? And I had no plan. Where was um, it? Where was the first retreat? It was in Grenada. Gotcha, okay. And um, so my connection to Grenada is... 
uh, it was my first solo trip in 2015, right before I started my yoga teacher training. Mm. I just wanted to go somewhere, right? And Grenada had always been a bucket list for me. And also is where I learned to scuba dive. Mm. So it was, um, for me, like this kind of, I don't know, this like path forward into, like you said, I like to challenge myself. Um, but also it was just kind of like this, this space where I, I rooted myself to know I could do difficult things. Uh, and I started diving to get over my fears of open bodies of water. And so Grenada was special to me. And so when I went back in 2017 for our um, first retreat, that's when I also got my certification. Mm. So I arrived like five days before and I, um, and I went through, you know, my, uh, my tests, you know, we had to do pool, then we had to do uh, open water, like go into the ocean. And then I hosted my first retreat. Wow. But it's so funny too, because um, I actually took in water on one of my dives and I got so sick. I was sick on my retreat. Like it started gradually get worse. And by the second to last day, I had full blown flu. Yes. So what is but that? The taking in water is like, is scuba diving the one with the, what is, which the one regulator. is regulator? What's and this uh, one? Snorkeling. That's snorkeling. That's for kids. That's play play, right? <laughs> that's just play. You just playing around. But scuba diving it, that's serious. I mean, the only way you breathe is with the tank. So how did you take bag. in water? How did that happen? Um, because I actually, when I started to go down, I panicked uh, and I shot up and I took the regulator out okay. and then I just took in a lot of water. Damn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And wow. it's bacteria and all this That's stuff. So I was, like, yeah. I got yeah, sick, sick, yeah. sick, sick. Um, but, um, so anyways, after the retreat, everyone was like, what's next? And I was like, I don't know, but I'll figure it out. And, um, and that's when I actually, um, you know, got my LLC and I opened up like the bank account under that LLC before it was like a sole proprietorship. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was the end of 2017 and then 2018, I was like, I'm doing three retreats. And um, they were in Barbados in May, Poconos in June and Bali in October. All three of them sold out. Mm. And by that spring though, I was like, I'm done with PR. I'm leaving New York. I'm, I'm gonna move to Atlanta and focus on Om Noir full time. Cause I was like, this is a business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So on these retreats, mm-hmm. in my mind, if I close my eyes and envision what is an Om Noir retreat, are y'all like wearing white and singing songs and holding no. hands? No. <laughs> no, We're not, not. That, that, that's not the vibe. What's no, the vibe? Um, the vibe is really rooted in sisterhood, community, connection, and travel mm-hmm. with a focus on challenging you on defining what wellness means for you. Gotcha. And also how to be still, how to unplug and reset. And so every retreat is different. Mm-hmm. And it's really based on the destination and the specific theme of that retreat. So Bali is going to be different than Barbados, you know, Arizona is going to be different than Portugal. And so um, up until 2021, well, 2020 doesn't count, but up until um, 2021, I was the host of the retreats until I launched my academy Mm -hmm. to coach other women how to host retreats the Om Noir way uh, and also 
come underneath our umbrella. And so now we have this girl bad, y'all. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Now we have a team of retreat facilitators, and all the retreats are different. I, I always tell my uh, retreat leaders, you know, curate the retreat that speaks to you the most, right? Because that's where it will come from a very authentic place. Um, but also, I love that they're so diverse, right? We just um, wrapped up a retreat uh, in Paris for Black mm. women book lovers, mm. right? And it was called Well Read and Well Traveled. Um, we have another retreat leader who is a wine expert. So her retreats are wine and wellness. And she's hosted two retreats in Sonoma, uh, one in um, Arizona, and she has one coming up in Cape Town. And we, uh, let's see, we had, I'm trying to think of some other themes. Um, we have had retreats all over so far. Um, Bali, Barbados, Portugal, uh, South Africa, um, let's see, Belize. And uh, I mean, we've had like 30 plus retreats, so I'm trying to remember all of them. But is, again, there, a, is there something like a commonality amongst, like this is the Om Noir like signature Thing that luxury wellness got you okay and so what that means again is how do you define luxury right um, luxury to me is not always five-star everything right because again that's also um, subjective mm -hmm. you know um, five-star for for me based on like the experience I want to want to be is like a uh, maybe a treehouse in Belize mm -hmm. you know and um, and I'm in the middle of nature in the rainforest. That could feel five-star to me, or it could be the Four Seasons, mm -hmm. right? Um, but luxury wellness is, uh, for us and how we define it, again, it's like, um, is making sure that how you pour into yourself feels like luxury. Mm. And is, is that, is that um, investing in yourself for a first-class ticket? is that investing in yourself for a course that will give you, you know, a new skill set or a certification that you can apply to your business, mm -hmm. right? Um, is um, is luxury a yoga class? You know what I mean? And it's like, how do you define that, right? But it's also like us giving these very intentional five-star experiences for our attendees that speaks to where they are, mm -hmm. right? So it's like meeting them where they are, but also taking them where we're going. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. I love it. And I just think that genius, the business model behind it all. I mean, Thank you. girl, it's been, it's, I mean, it's not franchising, but it's almost, almost. it's almost like a version of that. It's I love actually, it. it actually is kind of franchising. So I, the way I kind of, explain to everyone and that's like a light bulb moments we're the airbnb mm. of luxury retreats for black women and women of color you can go on our website and choose the retreat that speaks to you so it could be the destination the dates the theme the retreat leader mm -hmm. you know um it could be it, it could be one of those factors it could be all of those mm -hmm. factors you know uh and so all and again all of our retreats are different mm -hmm. so for someone who goes on our website, it's like, yes, I, I would love to be with my people 
other black women who love books and then in Paris, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or I need some really deep spiritual transformation. So I'm going to go to Essie's retreat in Belize um, because she's a soundbow healer. Mm. Right. And so that's going to be that deep spiritual work or Bali. You know, I need to I need to be in a space that is centered around spirituality, right? And transformation. So it just it really depends. Or wine to me is wellness. Mm-hmm. A glass of wine or wine tastings with my people. And you got something for in everybody. South Africa, we have something for everyone. We have co ed retreats as well. You know, we have another retreat coming up called the Girlfriend Experience. Mm. And um and I, I will tell you naively, I was so surprised when a couple of times I've done like polls on uh, my, my IG stories, um, especially because I get comments, you know, when I post um, moments with my friends and I will get DMs like, I wish I had friends like this. I wish I had, um, um, uh, you know, a sisterhood or whatever. And I did a poll a few times like, you know, do you have a tribe? You know, um, what has prevented you from uh, building friendships in adulthood. And it's across the spectrum. It's trauma from their mothers that taught ding, them ding, ding. not to trust other black mm-hmm. women. Um, of course, you know, being amongst, you know, other women who have uh, lied or cheated or whatever, you know, things like that, like trauma from other friendships, um, never learning how to 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 build friendships with other black women and so like going back to the girlfriend experience retreat that is centered around helping women build friendships in adulthood and this particular retreat leader she has like a friendship expert and coach that is coming that will you know give exercises and um and help you kind of um, unlock some of those barriers to building friendships with other black women. So, like, again, every retreat is different. We have another one, the, the Central Black Girl Retreat. Mm-hmm. That's all centered around pleasure and sensuality. Mm-hmm. So they're all different. It's, like, the synchronicity in this conversation is just crazy because you can't read my handwriting. It's really messy. <laughs> but what a, can you tell what that says right here? Adult friendships. I had no clue that that you have a friendship reacher. I mean, I had no clue, but Mm -hmm. I know that you have friendships. Mm -hmm. And I know that this is a, even for myself, like I have one really, really good friend that I've developed in adulthood. Mm -hmm. One. Just one. Just one. And so this has been a, and I don't know it's my mama. Okay, we're going to start. I know it's my mama, okay? (laughs) Hey, mama, it's you. Um, I know that Mm -hmm. to be the case for me. But I do think, like you said, it's a common thing. It, mm-hmm. It's not just me. This is like a thing. And it's a thing. what I why I wrote that down to talk to you about it was I wanted to find out from you what your advice would be for those people, aside mm-hmm. from coming to the retreat, for the people who do look up or they look online and they see all the girlfriends hanging out. And they're like, man, this shows me what I'm lacking. Yes. Where do you start with adult friendships? Well, I think... <laughs> You start with healing your trauma, right? Being self-aware. Mm-hmm. Um, where, you know, where do I struggle the most in maintaining friendships? Is it trust of them or is it trust of myself? Right? Girl, it's my mama. What do that right. mean? <laughs> is it my trust mama? Trust of my mama. <laughs> right. Okay. Trust of my mama. Um, is it um, uh, any number of factors? Like, you, you, one, you have to be like, where have I hold a mirror up to myself mm-hmm. where I have either... Um, 
sabotage friendships or I've had difficulty establishing friendships, right? Because uh, it, it first starts with you, that, mm -hmm. that self-awareness, right? The other thing is being really intentional about being in spaces where you can connect with other women. Friendships and, and deep, authentic friendships don't happen overnight. You have to be really intentional about pouring into people so that they can pour into you as well, right? Um, but also knowing that with anything, it's a possibility we can get hurt from a friend, right? Um, we may have really wanted to develop a friendship with someone and it didn't it didn't connect like mm -hmm. we wanted to. Um, or we found out that person wasn't the one we wanted to be friends with. Don't allow that to stop you. Girl, be stopping me. I'd be like, oh, I know I'm what done. you what you need. You have to seek. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? If you if you really know you need friendships, you have to seek them too, right? Um, and just with dating, you just have to be really good at spotting red flags. Mm -hmm. The other thing, uh, I think that a lot of women struggle with is being vulnerable and transparent. And you hold all these secrets inside. And what does that do? Girl, turn that, into some disease and all the other, yes. Right, and so one of the things um, that I've always been intentional about at, at my retreats, at any space that I, I create, is that the moment that you release that secret, that pain, that trauma, you free yourself, number one. And you also, build up the courage to know that no one can hurt you like you hurt yourself, mm -hmm. right? And so the courage you have to say, this is my story. This is who I am. You can't hurt me by that. The only way I hurt myself is I don't heal myself from it. And that's it. And I think when we're in these spaces, if you are in a group of 10 women, I guarantee you, if you say, um, I'm suffering from fertility or infertility. There's going to be another woman that says, me too. Mm -hmm. I survived a narcissist partner. There's going to be another woman that says, me too. And what that helps you do is you start to form a connection with that person. Not saying misery loves company, but I, f I found my person that I can talk to about this. Facts. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But you got, somebody got to say something. Mm -hmm. Right? Girl, somebody be me gotta sitting in the back it. of the room, like I'm an introvert, I don't talk to anybody. I know I do it yeah. to myself. Like I, I self-sabotage it to me. Yeah, I mean, I it. do too. I'm an ambivert, right? And so. You can turn it on, turn it off. Yeah, and I got to be really comfortable with people. I got to warm up the engine, right? Um, but one thing I do know is that there is not anything that I've been through that someone else has not. Mm -hmm. And if I can find healing through that connection, it only is up from there mm -hmm. for me. You know what I mean? What benefit do I have to just hold that in? And, it, and I keep piling the secrets in. Girl, because you don't want nobody wound. to judge you. That's what I be telling myself. Mm, back to the mama issues. I'm going to go back to therapy. I'm going to yes. go back and see you, girl. I'm going to go back and see you, girl. We didn't. But listen. it ain't judging. It's not them judging you. It's you it's judging yourself. It's you judging yourself. you. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. it. That's mm -hmm. it.
we work, mm -hmm. work in progress, y'all. Yeah, always. Look, I'm, I'm honest over here, okay? <laughs> Your girl needs the therapist, the Reiki master, the yoga, the meditation. We need it all. Work in progress every yeah. single day, just trying to get better. Yeah. Um, but I'm not letting you go without okay. getting a little bit deeper into your business. Because we talked okay. about the friendship, but I want to talk about the relationship, okay? Girl. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it for just a second. Because we are bombarded. Wait, wait, Look, you see how I turn, right? Look, we're bombarded by the relationship conversations. I approach the relationship conversations not because it's a hot topic, mm -hmm. but because I'm blackity black, 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 yes. all black, everything. Yes. Mm -hmm. Black family is the most important, though, yes. right? And if yes. we don't get the black woman and the black man together, the black mm -hmm. family does not exist. So yes. I approach the conversation from that standpoint. Um, and there are so many women I know that are watching this that are mm -hmm. high-performing, high-achieving yes. women such as yourself. Mm -hmm. And they want to know, like, how is dating? How is the experience for you? What can they learn from what you've been through? Like, what can you share about mm. the current state of dating for a high-earning, high-achieving black woman what's so, tea sis because i haven't perfected it yet oh, girl, single, listen, girl. Hey, we, we're Come working on, on it work in progress um well i think there's definitely where you start is how do i want to feel in a relationship what is the experience that i want to have in a relationship that is way beyond anything um physical or financial or anything like that but what how do i want to feel and what do I want to experience in this relationship? The next thing is um, awareness of your own triggers and traumas, what you're bringing into a relationship, what you can release, and what you can um, heal through by love, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to be completely healed to be in a relationship, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Love can also heal you as well, right? Having a patient partner, um, having someone who uh, is, is is a great communicator, right? Um, and again, that goes back to how do you, what do you wanna experience mm -hmm. and how do you wanna feel in that relationship? And I also think you do, you should have non-negotiables. You know, you should have what are the red flags that I've ignored in the past, you know, that I'm no longer going to ignore. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, even in my last relationship, it was one of those things where I was like, I'm going to try this. Um, and I out-earned him. We talked about that, right? And, um, and I didn't mind that, right, at first. But it started to become an issue. And so for me, that was the experience that I said I don't want to have. I just don't want to have it anymore. And what what's her name? April? April. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, the one that, that big controversy where she was like, um, I wouldn't date a bus driver, right? She oh, said that. Ebony. Ebony. Ebony yeah, Bank. Ebony, uh, Ebony uh, Williams. Williams, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. Ebony K. Williams, mm -hmm. right? Um, Come on down to the show, Ebony, because we need to talk. Listen, I was like, I do not see anything wrong, wrong with what she said. With what she said. <laughs> you know, yes, I understand, like, some people may have felt like it was classist and elitist and condescending. But if you just peel back a few layers, what she was saying is this is what I personally, Ebony K. Williams, want to experience in my relationship. Mm -hmm. And at the level that she is, unfortunately, she knows what 
an opposite experience would be and one that she does not desire. Mm -hmm. And I agree with her. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. It, there's absolutely nothing wrong with having preferences having having enough self-awareness to know what's yeah. not gonna work for you what's not gonna and work then, for you but you know we live in cancel culture everybody has a problem with everything mm -hmm. they might not even have a problem with what you say they have a problem with what you didn't say right. or you know what what you said means mm -hmm. about the other people that you didn't mention is you can't ever just get it right but mm -hmm. i don't think there's anything wrong with having preferences and no. being self-aware enough to know what you can take what you can handle because we've had this conversation around like mm -hmm. dating men with kids yeah i don't care what you call me i didn't want to date a man with mm -hmm. kids i'm too selfish i want to be your first i want to be the priority i know that about myself so i'm not mm -hmm. going to put myself in that situation you can judge me or not but this is what it is and yeah. i think you have to be intentional about what you mm -hmm. want, what you don't want, so that you can recognize it. Um, and you mentioned you're having enough awareness to know what you're bringing into the relationship. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you, because mm -hmm. you mentioned this on the soft season. You Ooh. mentioned this today. Yeah. So I want to ask, because yeah. you said, like, on the soft season, I think you said that you used to like to argue. Yes. You like to yes. argue. You talked about, you know, in the meetings, you know, your leadership style was not... Um, they, they weren't as accepting of the leadership style, receptive to it at first. Mm -hmm. Does any of that show up in romantic relationships? I would say, and I'm trying to remember what I said specifically in the summit. Oh, I know what I said. I was more reactive, mm -hmm. right? And uh, what a friend of mine <laughs> said, I used to be like, I would shoot up the room mm -hmm. and then, and then ask, ask, questions, yep. ask questions later. And what I have learned through tons of just self-work um, is to breathe first. Take a moment and do a body scan and be like, okay, first of all, what am I, if, what am I seeing right now? Is it what I think it is? Like, is it reality or is it perception, mm -hmm. right? And I learned like when I was reactive, I, I just wasn't assessing the situation in a way that um, would give a, a, a healthier, more, um, I don't know, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, basically what I was giving, I was getting back. Mm. And then that would escalate into such a, a bigger situation than what, it could have just been like, this is how I feel. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like that you did this, right? Uh, and so I had to do a lot of self-work in that sense. And I was actually very proud of myself. And I think every relationship, every relationship teaches you something about yourself is my last one. He was like, I love that you just are not mm. reactive. Like you really will sit there. And I may sit there right with you and be like, hmm. Let me let me come back to you on this, or I just get quiet because I'm I'm in my body. Like, okay, how am I feeling here? Mm -hmm. Am I seeing reality, or is it what I perceive it to be? Mm -hmm. Right, uh, and so that was one thing I knew that um, prior to this this last one, I didn't want to bring into that one, mm -hmm. and I don't want to bring into future relationships. I, mm -hmm. I don't know what the title of this episode is going to be. Something around, like, awareness. Because I just think that awareness in every area, whether we're talking about wellness, friendships, yeah. you know, romantic relationships, even your relationship with yourself, just the mm -hmm. awareness of it all, of what you need, of who you are, of where you're going. Yes. I think that that's so important. Mm -hmm. um, so let's bring some awareness to this man. Look <laughs> right here in this camera. I like to have my single lady shoot, shoot, <laughs> shoot your shots. But this is the thing. I don't want you – I want you to shoot your shot – 
for the husband that is watching this. Oh. So that he knows the type of wife oh, that he's getting. So just a couple of um, things that he can look forward to from his wife right there in that camera. Oh my God. Do it, girl. I Let's do it. You put me on the spot like this. Yes, the universe is listening. Let's do it. Okay. Um I I am trying to remember. I haven't done it in a while. This exercise that my mentor gave me. Uh, and it was kind of like a, a, an exploration of what I wanted to experience in my relationship, right? Mm -hmm. And it, it's, every sentence started with, what if, you know? Mm. Um, and so, okay, so the man, right? Let me speak it to the camera. And so, what if... I am your soft place to land. What if you're my soft place to land? What if we explore the world together? What if we are intentional about passion and adventure and trust? Um, what if we live a life of laughter and joy? What if we trust you and I love one more time. How did that it was feel? Long, it was like two pages. Did that feel? That how did that feel? So good. Like it, it, it felt good for me too, yes. girl. Invite because me to the like, wedding. Invite me to the wedding. Like the assignment to the universe. Yes, I know for this. both of us. I know. Oh, that was good. That, that was, was good. A good one. Because, girl, we about to stop playing, okay? Yeah. I love that for you. Love that is coming. So good. Being loved properly, though, not mm -hmm. just love, but the love you, you've been preparing for. Yes. I, 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 I'm feeling it. I feel it. I'm excited. It. I'm excited I, I for you, it. and we're going to have you back to talk about it. Yes, when he but shows I, up. there's one other point okay. that I want to make for high achieving women. Okay. Uh, is that we do have to make dating an Olympic sport. It's a second part-time job, uh, and you have to be self-aware if you're in the space to focus on it. Mm -hmm. I'm currently coming out of a launch season, mm -hmm. so I knew January through April, I just could not focus on dating. And I kind of dipped my toe in it, and I always would get what I was, I was getting back what I was giving, which mm -hmm. was I was busy, no time. Yeah. no time, all that stuff, right? But it's interesting, like, as I'm coming out of the soft season, I dip my toe back in, right? And now what I'm getting is, um, hey, you want to hang out today? What you doing after work? Let's meet up. And you know what I do? Yep, it is 5.30. It's time to close the laptop because now I want to focus on, yep. Pleasure. We don't though. Mm -hmm. We yeah. don't, and and especially because, for I think black women are finding so much success in entrepreneurship because yes. we're go getters. We're yeah. not afraid of a challenge. We're gonna figure it out. We're gonna do whatever we gotta do to make it happen. We're mm -hmm. so headstrong. We're so determined. 
and we pour so much I think into business because we can control it much better than we can control relationships mm -hmm. so we don't put as much energy and attention yeah. we don't even mention we want a man like right. we don't even want to admit <laughs> that this is something we want to happen and mm -hmm. so as we know if you don't even admit that you want it the chances of you getting it right. you're probably not going to get it if you of can't course. even admit that this is a goal of yours and so to your point just putting as much energy and attention and brilliance mm -hmm. into dating as we do into business because yes. we can figure this out just like we can figure that out and so for all of my ladies watching this, <laughs> I truly, truly believe that there is a perfect partner. And when I say perfect, I don't mean without perfection, without imperfection. Right. I mean perfect for you. Perfect for I you. believe that there's a perfect partner out there for you, being prepared to love you properly. You just gotta put yourself in position. So positioning might be making time. It might be getting on one of these date naps. It might be getting out into these streets, okay? Yeah. It's a hot girl summer. All right. It's a soft girl summer. It's whatever type of summer you need for it to be for you to live the life that you deserve and the life that you desire. I hope this conversation has been therapeutic for y'all. I have enjoyed it. Thank you. That was so good. It was good, right? I'm we glad talked you about didn't everything, prepare me. right? Yes. See, that's, it's a method to my madness. Yes. Okay. Because then you be coming here trying to memorize, remember what you thought about saying. We don't want that. We want. We're just real. trying to be too perfect. Yeah, and, and we don't want that. We want yeah. the imperfection. Yeah. And I, lo I loved every minute, and I know they did too. For the people who want more, though. Look in that camera right there. Oh. Let them know your website, how they can connect with you, where they can find you. Yes. Okay. So you can find me personally at Christina M. Rice on Instagram uh, with a C-H or our um, Om Noir page, which is O-M-N-O-I-R-E. Of course, omnoir.com. We have some amazing retreats um, that we are announcing soon. We have some now, but we have even more that we're adding to our calendar all the way into 2024 so definitely check it out um, if you are seeking connection and sisterhood and community uh, and all things wellness this is the place this is the place we will make <laughs> sure that we drop those links below i appreciate y'all for being here make sure you like this video comment below and share something that you learned and share this episode with a friend okay be sure to subscribe right here on youtube if you happen to be listening to this podcast leave your girl a five-star review okay <laughs> so they can put some respect on my name i appreciate y'all i love you i got nothing but love for you i want nothing but love for you and i'll see you on the next episode if you enjoyed that episode, make sure you subscribe to the channel so you don't miss out on any upcoming content and take it a step further and go ahead and join our private community over on Patreon because it comes with some pretty bomb perks, including early and discounted access to our upcoming events, behind the scene exclusives with some of your favorite guests, the opportunity to call in on an upcoming show, the chance to vote on topics and guests for brand new shows, and I'm even giving you unlimited access to my vault of business classes where I'm teaching you everything from Airbnb to developing digital products and everything in between. And you can get access to our Patreon for as little as $5 a month, okay? Get in where you fit in, and I'll see you on the inside. Peace.